All right. Hey, listeners, this is William Sterling, and you're listening to the Killer Mediums podcast, where we talk about all your favorite horror tropes and how they manifest across all your favorite mediums of entertainment. Today's topic is starting horror festivals, and we are joined by guest Roseanne Harpold. As a warning, this is usually an incredibly spoiler-heavy podcast, but not so much today because we are shaking up the formula. So buckle up, let's get spooky. Foreigners tied bells to everybody in the morgue. So if they heard a ting, they knew somebody down there wasn't quite ready to go. Here we go. Roseanne, how the hell are you doing today? I'm doing great. Just a little tired. I've been running around all day handing out flyers and sponsor letters and everything. Yeah, I we are recording this right in the middle of crunch time. Yeah. I'm trying to get the last couple of sponsors rolled in, which hopefully this can help with a little bit. Yes. Um, but let's start the episode really with the spotlight on you. Um, why don't you tell listeners a little bit about who you are and uh, just as importantly, what this festival is? All right. Uh, well, hello. My name is Roseanne Harpold, and I'm a student at the University of Georgia. I'm studying biology and psychology with a minor in studio art, but I recently tacked on the entrepreneurship certificate after I realized I really wanted to follow my dreams. Um, and I kind of want to found my own horror themed theme park, which, you know, may sound crazy, but I don't know. It's just that dream of mine. Um, and so because I started the entrepreneurship program that kind of Hauntfest was born from that. Um, and I took the idea accelerator and it really helped me to grow this, this festival. Um, and so that's where it kind of comes from, but, um, we have musicians, horror art vendors, a kitten and snake meet and greet. Uh, <laughs> one of our vendors is even bringing a hearse for photos. Um, there'll be actors stalking around the crowd during the festival, as well as a small walkthrough haunt. Uh, and the UGA Juggling Club has also been wanting to get involved, so we'll have other forms of entertainment as well. Cool. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, I don't think we've name dropped the festival yet. So this is this is going to be Haunt Fest Mayhem in Athens, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, okay. a little spin on the, the May part since it's going to be in May. So Haunt Fest would be like the company and then Mayhem is the specific event. So if we did something else like Haunt Fest Death Simber or something, you know, that would change. That's great. I've seen the flyer at least 20 times and that just didn't click with me. Until <laughs> now, but it's brilliant. I keep trying to change the M-A-Y in different colors depending on where I post it. So hopefully people will catch on. But yeah, hey, that's great. <laughs> Um, so part of the reasons I'm so excited to talk to you today is because like horror festivals are a thing that are getting more and more popular mm -hmm. from my perspective. Um, we've got publishers starting to host horror festivals around the country that I've seen. Uh, we've got bookstores running their own horror festivals. So having you on the show, who's on the ground floor of one right now, able to talk to um, what's, what's going well with this, what's difficult about this, what's fun about this. Like, it's really cool. Cause I know that this is a topic that, uh, multiple people listening will have some vested interest in. Like maybe it's been rattling around in their mind. Like, can I maybe do this or not? 
Um, so I, I, I really want to dig into this, but first let's, let's keep focusing on the festival here. So you mentioned a couple of the vendors. Um, Athens is not the biggest city and I hesitate to call it even a city yeah. in the world. It's like really big town or really, really small city, one or the other, surrounded by this uh, rural nothingness. <laughs> you have to drive like 45 minutes outside of Athens to get to anything that resembles, you know, civilization again. Yeah. Um, what was it like trying to pull a bunch of horror themed vendors in such a small location? Did you find yourself struggling with that at all? Or what was that process kind of like? Well, I definitely was a little worried at first because I didn't know where the market was. Um, you know, I had some ideas, you know, I'd go to certain stores or, you know, I'd go to the art school, but I found out that, you know, the market is kind of everywhere and it's a lot of places you don't expect. Um, but I, I did get, you know, some people from the art school, of course, that are interested in horror. And I went to several conventions, like I went to the Oddities and Curiosities Expo and I handed out little QR codes everywhere I went because I'm like, these are the people that I need. Um, but I also went to the Fear Expo and I talked to all of those vendors as well because I already knew that they had been doing this and this had been themed. But um, I've also been pitching it as like, you know, if you don't do horror art usually and you want to do it now, or if you just happen to do something spooky on the side, like come hang out, this is the perfect place for you. Um, so that's kind of how I had to pitch it. But I was, you know, I've always seen Athens as like a bit of a, a punk scene. Um, growing up, I used to come here and walk around as a little kid and I'd see all like the little tattooed guys. And um, we used to go to this place called Eurorap, which it just reopened, but it's not the same. Um, the first year of rap was like, like almost, almost scary, but we loved it. Like it was our favorite place to go. Um, it's like, you know, one of the, the bathroom stalls are all covered in graffiti. Like my mom's like holding my eyes closed. So I don't read anything. Um, but I, you know, I've always seen it as a punk scene and I definitely think there's a market in Athens in particular. Um, and it's a very like flexible town. Like there's a lot of really accepting people here that really embrace change and, like anything that's unique or artsy, um, just a lot of art here, um, which really helps with the festival, because even if you're not into horror initially, the idea of just doing something different and doing instead of Christmas in July, like a Halloween in May, I mean, people just love that stuff here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I am I'm getting a lot more vendors than I expected, which is awesome. So the market is definitely here. Nice. Um, you mentioned a couple of them already. What are some of the just weirdest, most oddball vendors that have approached you that have been like, this is not what I was thinking of when I started a horror convention, but you know what? Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> hmm. I don't know much about oddball per se. I, I did get a lot of like antique vendors, which I thought was perfect, but I was like, you know, I wouldn't normally think of this as being perfect, but it is because it's like, Here's all these old, like possibly cursed items, you know, that came from a dead person's house or whatever. But I was really excited because um, I got a couple vendors from the Oddities Expo and they're like, to me, they're like famous. Like, I just love them. Um, I was so impressed with their booths and everything. Like Bettina Wasserman um, has a booth called Wicked World. And it just blew me away when I was there. And I was just so thrilled that she was interested in doing the festival and she's bringing a hearse, you know, for photos and stuff. And so that was just super exciting. Um, but like, as for other 
activity stuff we have like axe throwing and we've got like the kitten thing which that that one I guess is a bit of an oddball yeah Um, talk me through the kitten thing yeah so (laughs) I I did a lot of interviews with people from Universal Creative when I first started getting into all of this because I I just loved Universal when I went and I was so inspired by it Um, and one of the women I talked to from Universal Creative told me she was also super into the horror stuff and she actually created her own horror convention called Midsummer Scream. Okay. And so she was kind of giving me some ideas. She said, you know, at her convention, they had a black cat booth where you could go hang out with the black cats. And I was like, that's genius. So I started reaching out to people um, in Athens that fostered cats or, you know, the Humane Society and people like that saying, you know, if you want a chance for pe- more people to have their eyes on the cats, you know, this is the perfect time. And our cats aren't going to be black cats, but they're still like, I don't know. I think cats are like a witchy thing. And also for people that are too scared, you know, there's going to be a lot of scary people out. You know, this is like a little bit of a comic relief or just a just a sweet time to rest and get away from all of the scary stuff and play with some kitten. So it's a weird one, but I think it'll work. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I'm going to be there. Um, I, I'm coming. Um, but I I sent the link to the website to my wife and was mm-hmm. like, hey, we should definitely go to this. It's it's the same day as an author signing that's like halfway between our house and Athens. Um, and it'll be easy enough to to spring from that to get to the festival. Um, and her, her response was like, yeah, sure. But we'll have the kids with us. So like, I don't know about this. Yeah, no, bring them, bring them, bring them. It's going to be great. How spooky is it going to get? Well, I will say uh, we do, we are offering like glow sticks for people that don't want to be messed with. So at, when you come up and you get tickets, you can get a glow stick for like a dollar or something. And just so that the scare actors walking around won't, you know, scare you to death. But, um, you know, <laughs> I'm hoping it'll be spooky in the fact that you're kind of on your toes, you know, while you're looking around because you know that there's people out there. Like we're, we're going to have some sliders. So yeah. you might have someone come up behind you and scrape the ground really loud and you might get scared. But um, we, we're going to have like a small walkthrough too. And that'll probably be the most like scary part. Okay. Um, but the um, I'm hoping to make the festival itself just feel like Halloween. And so you want to be, it's like when you're at a haunted house waiting in line, that's kind of what it would feel like. Um, where you're you're like antsy about it you know like you're kind of you're you got your eyes out you're taking pictures with the scary people but you're not in yet yeah and so kind of the pre-scare feeling if that makes any sense yeah no that's exactly it um when the last time I went to netherworld which I'm not going to say how long ago that was because it makes (laughs) me sad um but the last time I went there they had the sliders and they had like the 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 grave digger kind of a guy walking around with a shovel, just like banging on the ground. And like genuinely that was the most fun part of the night mm-hmm. uh, because of that atmosphere that you're talking about where you're still like you're on your toes, but you're not freaking out yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you've ever been to mad world, but I just love after you get out of the haunted house, there's just this huge area where you can play games. You can hang out and sit by a fire and like that is kind of what I'm wanting for the festival. It's like the just the atmosphere, you know, because they also have people walking around afterward that you can hang out and take pictures with, get spooked by. 
And so I just love that part. And I wanted to make that kind of come to life more than just the haunt. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. uh, also, side note, you have name dropped so many festivals and conventions and things <laughs> at this point, other than your own. I'm going to need a list from you at the end of this, just so I can go through and do my research a little better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, oh, that sounds great. Where is it? How do I find this place? This oh, magical yeah. place. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we talked a little bit about how you're having good vendor reception to it. You've got a bunch of people signing up to come in. Um, how about uh, just general public buying tickets, planning to show up. Um, I know it's hard to gauge at this point in the game with it just being pre-orders and like the walk-up crowd is going to be a big factor too. But um, again, even in a smallish town like Athens, are you finding that there's a market for something like this? Yeah, um, it's a little hard to tell like just based on the ticket sales right now because it's also really far in advance. Um, you know, I'm I'm thinking the week of because it's also graduation weekend, people are really they have a lot of stuff up in the air right now. But I know that there's interest because I have been walking around with these flyers and people will stop me on the street and ask what I have. And I just love seeing their faces light up as soon as I say something about Halloween. And they're like, give me one of those. Do you have any business cards? You know, like I'm not even doing it, you know, and they're still excited about it. And I have to tell you, when we were doing our promo video shoot at the rabbit hole last week, there was a car that came in and they're like a venue. They do a lot of stuff. So I just assumed it was somebody coming for the rabbit hole, but she parked like kind of where we were and just sat in her car and it was just running. And so I went over um, and one, some of the scare actors were like messing with their kids in the back too, through the window, like clicking their little clacker <laughs> fingers and everything. Um, but I went up to the window and I was like asking her what's going on, you know, you need anything? And she said, well, man, I just, I was driving down the road and I saw something scary and I just whipped my car around and I had to see what it was. I was like, wow. Like I did not even have a sign or anything. It was just the fact that there was one guy in a costume out front on this random street and she pulled in. So, I mean, stuff like that happens all the time. And just seeing that, I mean, you know, there's, there's a market and there's people that love it so much that they'll go to these extreme measures, go to this random place they've never been before on the side of the road that's not an event just to see what it is. So definitely things like that have, have really been motivating me to continue because you can see it in people. Yeah. And then the horror community itself is so like, tight-knit and passionate that like as soon as we catch wind of something like this like we're gonna be there <laughs> so you'll, you'll have the want the walk by thrill seekers and you'll have the horror community hopefully showing up in force and like yeah okay um let's go to you for a little bit we'll we'll come back with a little more haunt fest talk at the end but uh mm -hmm. i would like to get to know you a little bit better so what sparked this interest in horror so much that you are you are putting on a festival and hoping to make an amusement park, which amazing idea. We're going to dig into that. <laughs> um, but, but a little bit about yourself. Where did you discover horror? How'd this, how'd this passion develop? Well, I definitely am going to have to credit my dad for that um, because I, he has run a haunted house in our home ever since I was born, probably every year, just for free for the neighborhood, neighborhood kids because he's loved Halloween too. 
Um, and so he really just instilled that in me from a very young age. You know, I'd get out of bed in the morning, come downstairs and there'd be ghouls everywhere. We're like ready to have people start walking through. And um, so that's definitely uh, the core. Like it's a core part of me at this point. Um, and I don't even see it as like a scary thing. Like usually when I talk about it, I almost get embarrassed because I'm like, you know, it's not I'm not like a dark person. You know, I'm not which it's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, it gives off the wrong vibe of who I am. I'm just like, this is, this is just me. This is how it is. Um, but when it comes to like movies and stuff, of course, I love the classics, like The Shining and The Sixth Sense, but I, embarrassingly enough, I am not a horror movie person, which is just kind of ridiculous, you know, considering everything, but I, I love to be in the action. You know, I love to, you know, scare people in real in real time and be the one scaring I don't really love to be I love to walk through as well so I do love to be scared but I I like the interaction I don't like just sitting and watching something and getting scared because I'm seeing it I want like that real fear of someone being there and coming at you with a knife um and so I I love haunted houses like 20 million times more than horror movies but I do really appreciate the arts and film as well we had Dr. Clausen from the Recreational Fear Institute on the other day, or I say the other day, it was like months ago at this point, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but talking about the science of fear and talking about the science of how people enjoy being scared and all of that. And that's just a whole angle that I never thought to dive into with him of like active participation in the fear thing versus being a passenger in the fear thing. I don't have anything I'm trying to lead to with this. I'm just fascinated <laughs> and running my mouth right now. Um, but okay, growing up in a haunted house then, um, or, a, or a utilized haunted house, yeah. any big scares that you remember your dad putting on that really stuck with you or big, big moments from those haunted houses? Oh yeah, oh my gosh. Um, he has this air cannon that cracks us up because we'll just be sitting there waiting for people to to show up and we just had like this little line what it was like a little walk through before you get to the door because there wasn't usually a big line but um like the there'd be a big buff dad like with his little girl and she'd be like oh dad i'm so scared and he's like oh no honey it's fine it's fine and he'll be like ushering her forward and as soon as she passed the air cannon and it was right in front of the dad my dad would press that button and the guy's hat would fly off. He'd scream like a little girl. I just loved it every time because that's how we got the dads. Um, and then I remember one year, there was this guy that came with his girlfriend and he looked like like he was trying to be all tough and mighty, like he had his baseball cap on backwards, you know. And he was like, oh, yeah, babe, I'm taking you to this haunted house. That was the most scared person I've ever seen at our house. He was trying to climb up the wall literally like actually trying to grip the wood on the wall to climb and I was having so much fun with him the whole time I mean I was there every second of the way because he was just terrified and I actually ended up chasing him back to his car and he hid under his car like he he couldn't even get in the door because he couldn't get close to me and so it was just the best that was the best night that I get some of the best thrill out of scaring people that out of anything else that I do in my life. When you send your headshots for the episode, you've got that one clown one. I was like, oh, <laughs> then that like that's real time. There we go. 
Oh yeah, that was just a party. That wasn't even <laughs> the house, but I just love that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so if, if that terrifying clown picture on the episode card is quote unquote just a party, um, <laughs> what is the like big scare that you've come up with that you're most proud of or the best costume or the best like, um, uh, I want to call it a trap, like your house was some saw like attraction or something but the, the best trap you feel like you've come up with um let's see i recently have just fallen in love with the zombie role because i can just kind of limp around and i i've been playing a lot with li liquid latex and like oatmeal and stuff on my face to look like a burn victim or whatever people hate the oatmeal so i love the oatmeal obviously um but everyone's like what is that on your face oh my god like so that's like my costume typically um and i just do a lot of like weird banging on things and crawling around but one of my favorite scares that we have at my house is there's this coffin where the the head part is cut out and so we have like a dummy so you can see his head in the coffin and then dad walks around and he's doing the little talk telling the story and the cue is he'll kick the coffin and someone, a real person inside of it will flip open the coffin and jump up from the opposite end while everyone's looking at the head. And so that one, that one's always super fun to do. Plus you get time to rest. You can lay down there, <laughs> wait, wait for the kick and scream and jump out. But um, I don't have any like particular for my character things. Uh, I just love to run around and try different stuff. And sometimes we'll do little scenes because it's all like volunteers, usually my friends at my house. And so sometimes we'll plan little scenes where you're like little girls singing Ring Around the Rosie in your dress. Or you'll do the Ouija board with a magnet underneath and spell someone's name. Um, that actually was was a really fun haunt because um, one year we did this thing where we had people hang out outside like halfway through and do s'mores. And before they came in the house, we would have someone that was pretending like they were a normal person go around and talk to everybody and get names from each group. Just be like, hey, my name's Matt. What's your name? And they'll shake all their hands, whatever. But then they would text the name to someone inside the haunt. And we had someone underneath the table with a magnet for the Ouija board. So like it was moving on its own, but it was spelling these people's names. And so once it would spell the name, everyone in the room would like target that person. And so we would start whispering their name in their ear. Like it was just that was great. That was a very, you know, it was like more of a just gets you from the inside kind of fear because it's very targeted. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Again, you, you keep coming up with these great stories that I have nothing to add to and usually <laughs> build on them myself, but like, I, I've got nothing. This is, that's brilliant. <laughs> all right. I can't take credit. Dad, Dad's usually the mastermind of all of those things, but I do love being a part of it. <laughs> Hail to your dad. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's bring it back to the festival for a little bit then. Mm -hmm. With the festival, um, what inspired you? I think you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but what inspired you to try to make a Halloween festival in May uh, instead of the traditional fall festival? So I mentioned doing the Idea Accelerator, and that's really what got this whole thing started. Um, I went in just, I had no idea I was going to do this festival. I just said, I want to 
make an amusement park one day, you know, tell me how that's going to work. But they were like, no, no, that's not how this program works. You're going to have to figure out what problem you're solving, how to solve it. And then we're going to run tests to determine if it's going to work. And so HauntFest was like my first test. Um, And so that the test was to see if people would come to a haunted event outside of the month of October. Because that would have to be true for a theme park to exist that was all haunt themed. Um, so that's really why it's in May. And it also just kind of worked out. It's the end of the school year, it's, but it's before everyone leaves because it's graduation weekend. So hopefully the most people I could get there could be there that day. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping to test some other times of the year. Um, if this one goes well, I'd like to, you know, try try December, try February, you know, whatever whatever works because I mean, they're going to have to be able to come whenever. Right. Yeah. If, if I want it to be a full-time business. Okay. So I guess that would be test two then if you did a second, a second month of the year at some point Mm -hmm. and then hoping to build up to a full uh, haunted carnival at some point Um, pitch me the dream there. Um, what, what is that going to involve that haunt fest in Athens would not be able to involve? Are we talking roller coasters? Is this, uh, RL Stein's welcome to, well, gosh, what was it called? Welcome to Horrorville, something like that. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but paint me a picture here. What, what is the long-term goal? And I, I will preface this with saying, this is like my dream dream. It's like when, you know, like when you want to go to space, you know, but I, I would love for this to happen, but if life takes me a different direction, that's totally fine. Yeah. So this, I'm just, I'm saying that because this is like a lot, you know, and none of it has happened yet, but it's, it's no, the we're idea. Dreamers We're dreamers. Let's, let's yes. Out there. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely a dreamer. But um, I, I'm super inspired by Universal Studios. And I, I think there's, there's not a ton of amusement parks that are super big. And there's definitely not a ton that are themed. It's it's usually, you know, like movies, but movies can be anything, you know. And so I would love for it to be as big as Universal, you know, and it's just a different, pulls a different crowd. Um, but it wouldn't just be an amusement park. It would be also like a bar or like also um, have live music and all of these other aspects of it that a normal amusement park may or may not have all of the time. Um, but I'd like, you know, to have it's, have you ever been to Fright Fest at Six Flags? I haven't. And I'm, I hate myself for having to say. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Um, but they have, you know, this thing where they have people walk around in costume at a certain time of the night and spook you while you're waiting in line or whatever. Um, so of course, you know, I want to have that kind of aspect, but all the time, um, where it's not just a certain time of the year and, just a lot of opportunities for artists as well. Um, I would love to be able to have vendors there. I, I would want all of the food to be themed. Um, I, I don't want just the typical burger place. You know, I want like scary, whatever it is, scary spaghetti. I don't care, but just whatever's themed, you know, um, I just want the whole experience. And I love the set design in, uh, at Universal Studios. I, that just blows me away. So anything like that, that can really pull you into the scene and make you feel like you're in a movie or something, but also you can ride a roller coaster. Wow. That's crazy. So I don't know. That's kind of the big dream. A lot of different aspects to that though. 
So another thing I may need to test is the bar. You know, maybe I want to try opening a bar before I want to open this giant, you know, business. Oh, I know there are horror themed bars. Yeah. <laughs> I can connect you with some people here. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am 200% sure that is a viable business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So another thing you mentioned just there that we haven't really talked about yet, uh, the musical acts. Um, there at Hauntfest, there is gonna be a whole stage set up, right? With music acts from, I think it was scheduled for like seven to midnight or something like that. You can speak to that better than I can. <laughs> Yeah, um, music is actually going to start at six. Um, the festival starts at five, but uh, we'll have a guy inside called Medex that does like techno music. And then outside, we'll have five live bands. Um, it's going to be Tattoo Logic, Lady Eleven, Schmooze, Recess Party, and Camden's Damn Jam Band is going to have the longest set at the end. And some of these people are my friends. Um, some of them I've met through my friends. I'm very involved in the music and the art scene in Athens. So I've got a lot of connections there, which is fantastic. Um, but they're all really great. I'm super excited to see them. And this is all new to me. I'm having to learn how to put all of this together um, in like a month <laughs> after, yeah. you know, having not done anything like that before, like setting up bands and lineups and talking to musicians, talking to band managers and even the sound guy. I had no idea like how to do that, how to even find one. What does that mean? You know, so it's it's all been a journey, but very excited to have all of those bands play. Yeah, when I saw that the festival was happening, my first reaction was hell yeah, because you know, horror stuff like <laughs> right in my backyard, like I'm there. Um and then I saw that you had music acts coming on. And like you were saying earlier, Athens is very punk. Athens is huge on really good music. So yes. you, you add the Athens music scene to a horror festival and like, uh, you couldn't get me there fast enough. Um, so I'm so excited about all of this. Um, are the bands more horror themed naturally or are they are they just adding some horror flavor for this particular show um well when I was looking uh I I felt like Lady Eleven naturally had like the grunge and the the horror not necessarily horror but like the darker theme and so that I had never heard them before they're from Atlanta and so I was really excited to to have them on board just because that that just seemed natural to them but for the others um they're not typically like scary they're more jam bands fun dancing type um but they do like halloween covers and i've been to a lot of their halloween shows and the covers are great um and like they'll do ghostbusters or whatever and it is just so much fun and so i figured you know that'll be kind of the more fun aspect the little dancing to the halloween tunes um instead of you know just the dark spooky sound you know um so that'll kind of lighten the mood a little bit more i think for the festival too for the family friendly aspect of it yeah it sounds like you've got a really good balance going on like the hardcore i'm here to be scared people are going to find a lot of things to like buy into and the people that are kind of maybe a little bit more timid like you know my kids <laughs> <laughs> they'll have stuff that they can lean into uh more also like i'm I, the more I'm talking to you, the more excited about this I am. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and kind of dive into closing stuff here. Mm -hmm. um, if people are listening to this and 
a couple people listen to this. <laughs> um, but if people are listening to this and they would like to support the festival, support you, support this whole endeavor you're going on, what is the best way for people to do that? Well, I guess, first of all, the website is hauntfest.us. Try to make it as simple as possible so you'll be able to see all the information there. But we also have a Facebook group called Hauntfest Mayhem. Um, and sharing anything from that is super helpful. Um, I cannot tell you the number of people that have said they've heard about it from Facebook, which I thought was kind of crazy. Um, and our Instagram is at hauntfest.athens. But we are looking for sponsors. We're looking for vendors. We're looking for volunteers. And all of that information is on the website. Um, sponsors can donate anything. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be money because we're also doing raffle baskets and we also need food for the volunteers and anything that can help the volunteers is great. Um, but yeah, so any, any just sharing of the stuff that we have out there um, and just getting involved and asking questions. We've got a contact page. Just let me know. Um, I've already had some people reach out about their kids. They were like, is this, is there like an age range for this? I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Um, so yeah, just, just talk about it. Just, just invite your friends. And we have like a bring a friend, um, deal where if you bring a friend and they put your name in the little box, then you get a free raffle ticket and the raffle basket is going to be amazing. So should definitely bring a friend. Can we talk up the raffle basket for a little Yeah, bit? we can. Um, <laughs> We're still getting sponsors in, so it's still growing, but we definitely we have one of our booths that um, it's the Southern Crow Eclectic and Metaphysical that donated like a whole basket of their stuff. So there's like herbs and um, crystals and things in that. And then um, we've got a Halloween t-shirt company that is donating t-shirts like that. And we'll have our own merch that'll be in it. Um, trying to think. Oh, we've got a prop coming. It, it's either going to be like a tattoo gun that buzzes or it's going to be a really loud horn thing but um we've got some stuff that's horror themed and we've got some stuff like gift cards from businesses so all of that combined we're going to have a really great raffle basket but okay so you're talking about how important it is for people to buy tickets in advance and kind of sign up in advance and that's reminding me of another question i wanted to ask you of Anybody else that's considering trying to put on a horror convention like this, um, what advice would you give to them having kind of gone through the, the at least setup stages of it at this point? Um, are there any big things that were difficult that you weren't expecting or any things that were easier than you were expecting? Um, marketing is hard. I'll say that, um, especially if you're one person. I mean, you. I have some volunteers that are helping me out. Um, and they're great, but it's, you have to understand that it's really hard to find someone that's just as invested as you are. And so just, you just have to put in the work on your end, but also find someone that knows about music to do your music stuff. Um, I had, I mean, that has been the biggest pain in my ass, I think for this whole festival was just planning all of that, getting people to commit and really just finding the right people to work the music side of things. So it really would have been helpful for me to have like a solid person in that role. And definitely if I do this again, I'm going to have to. Um, yeah, marketing is huge. Um, I've just, like I mentioned in the beginning, I just got back from running around town with flyers and sponsor letters, but um, just order yard signs, banners, whatever you got to do to get it out there. Because especially if it's the first year, 
even if there's a market for it, even if people love it, they're not going to come if they don't know about it. And that's probably the biggest thing I've learned about this is, you know, I'm still finding people that don't know about it in Athens, despite my efforts. So just do as much as you can <laughs> to get the word out. That's the biggest piece of advice I think I could give. All of my author friends are thinking about their debut debut novels right now and just like nodding their heads like, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> The first one. Oh, the first one. Um, okay, now I can say, say this with some actual finality. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was a lot of fun getting to talk to you and getting to learn more about this. We, we've already done the HauntFest stuff. You, you've thrown out its socials, but um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, um, offering to volunteer, you know, whatever else, where could we find you? Where could we keep up with your future endeavors? Anything along those lines? Um, well, on the website, the contact page, all of that contact information is pretty much mine. So uh, <laughs> if you're looking for my phone number, email, anything, it's on there. And my I'm on Facebook too. I run the Facebook group, so it should be easy enough to find me there. But um, I'm Madison Harpold on Facebook in case you're looking for me. Um, but yeah, I, I answer pretty quick to any questions. So feel free. Don't be scared or be scared. But, you know, only at the right time. <laughs> cheers um well that just about wraps us up for this episode to everybody listening at home please don't forget to like subscribe or ah what's the sign off thing going to be for this one uh or throw on some sliders and go attack the people of your choice um, <laughs> thanks for listening stay spooky and we will catch you next time thank you so much <laughs>